Hello and welcome to episode six of the Knees Up Brother Brown West Ham podcast. We think. Ba- we think. We'll need to check. <laughs> you can check yourself uh, by looking at your handset. Uh, in the studio this week, we've got James Longman, who's back. Hello. And also, we've got. A, a, we're very delighted to have a special guest in the studio this week. We've got the deputy sports editor of the Mail Online. He's a West Ham fan. It's Matt Lawless. Hello. How you doing? Coming on. I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for inviting me on this. Uh, uh, I think first journalist in the studio. Uh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, first one. Yeah, yeah. How does it feel Welcome. to be the first one? It's an absolute honour. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just on behalf of all our listeners as well, we just want to thank you for that little panel on the Mail Online on the right that shows lots of boobs and stuff like that. Because <laughs> the hours I've lost. I think we all have. Um, I think, yeah, we should all spend more time doing some proper work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so coming up on today's show, we're going to talk to Matt about him being a West Ham fan and also West Ham journalist. We, we were just talking a, a minute ago, there's so many. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, we've got Everton, we'll talk about that result. Uh, Cardiff in the Cup, Hull City, 1-0, gutting. Uh, and then following that, we'll talk about, is Big Sam getting it wrong? He didn't sign a striker, he keeps playing my eager. Is he not flexible enough? Finally, we're going to have uh, uh, Hugh Southen of Claret and Hugh online, on the phone. On the phone line. On the phone line. That's what I was trying to say. And finally, 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 uh, Spurs predictions. This is how you can get in touch with the show. You can follow James on Long As One. You can follow me on CJ Skull, uh, S-C-U-L-L. And you can follow Graham, the editor of Knees at Brother Brown, on K-U-M-B-D-O-T-C-O-M. Also, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. It's a good thing to subscribe. And lastly, you can get on the Knees at Brother Brown uh, general discussion forums and talk with the great cast of characters we have on there. Matt, and if someone wanted to follow you in anticipation of everything you're going to tell us, how'd they do that? It's at Matty Lawless. Simple as that. He's already got a few thousand followers, though, so... Just a couple. Yeah. They're, they're all deserving me, though. Uh, <laughs> Every day I look, there's, there's one less. I don't know what I'm saying. What are you doing wrong? Must be West Ham's words. It's a spam box, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. When you get some, uh, you get a sexy lady following you. Yeah, I've paid for followers, I think. Yeah. Those scandals. Um, so, Matt, you're a West Ham fan. Yes. Tell us all how you became a West Ham fan. Well... Just through the family, you know, my, mm. my, my dad's a West Ham fan, mum is, you know, we go to the games together, they've got season tickets with me. Um, the only blot on the family's copybook is uh, my brother, who's a Leeds United fan, oh my actually. God. How's um, that happen? My uncle brainwashed him as a, as a kid. Uh- wasn't successful with me but uh, mm. yeah no the family uh, big West Ham fans, uh, we all live in Essex and uh, yeah, sadly we're... We're uh, blighted with West Ham's woes <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> well, your brother must be more gutted at the minute. Yeah, well, I see. We beat by Millwall. Agent Lomas pulled out a victory. Oh, just I think I was more gutted than he was. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, so we were saying just a minute ago, obviously you're a journalist yourself, there's so many mm. West Ham journalists. I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's a great... There's a large number of uh, West Ham supporting journalists. Mm. Um, I don't really think that sort of affects their uh, reportage, if you like. Mm. Um, but there's also... Um, a great number of Tottenham fans as well in the media and uh, Arsenal fans so it's not as much as it used to be I mean there used to be a bit of a joke saying you know I've got the job at the Daily Mail because I'm a West Ham fan um, <laughs> not true it is what it is yeah. <laughs> who else are there is Martin so, Samuel so we were saying this I've sat you. behind Martin Samuel Martin so, Samuel obviously you've got Hugh Southern yep um, your boss, Lee Clayton. Yes, Lee's a, he's a season ticket holder as well. Yeah. I mean, you were saying just before that you don't like, you shun the press box in favour of your West Ham season ticket. You sit down under Trevor Brooklyn. I mean, yeah, I just that think. One honourable gesture. I just think as a fan, you know, you should pay your way if you support the club. Mm. Um, you know, there's been there's been times where I have sat in the press box, um, but 
mainly, like I say, I'm a season ticket holder and I like to support the team with, with the rest of the fans. Hmm. I read quite a good article with Martin Samuel recently actually about uh, whether it's winning the press box, whether they're emotional about it or not. And he was just like, you can't be, your main thing is thinking, I need to hit a deadline. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, especially for an evening deadline, an evening match, you've got to file your report halfway through the match. So mm. it's a tough one to sort of get involved in the emotion of it. You know, yeah. you just have to stick to the job. But for me to go to West Ham, it's nice because we sort of hit the MM bar before the game and then, uh, you know, just, just enjoy the match, hopefully. get, get um, <laughs> See a win. <laughs> Do any journalists, pro- have you been in a box where they properly got into it, though? Like, you know, any kind of rivalries in there? Not, no, not that I've seen. No, no, no. There's been a couple of times where I've seen uh, people singing bubbles before the game, but no, mm. I mean, it's just... I think I would like to have been in the press box for the playoff final. That would have been interesting. I think it would have been a few Yeah, when there's that much uh, at stake. But no, I think generally people just, whoever's in the media box, they get on with the job, really. Mm. What about like singing bubbles at the start of the match? Is that done in the press box? Like I say, tell? I mean, I've seen it a couple of times. <laughs> but uh, no, you have to kind of sit on your hands if you like. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, West Ham in the press, we've seen it a lot that they kind of ascribed to the, the, the West Ham style of players described as long ball. Where do you sit in that debate? I disagree. Um, mm. I don't think we do play long ball. I think we play direct when we need to. Um, but as you know, we've got wingers and that's the way we like to play. And I think we like to get it wide and get it in. Mm. We're set up for Annie Carroll, aren't we? We all know that. Um, and the big thing at West Ham is knockdowns. That is the big stat that they look for. Not possession, because we're not a team that plays in possession. We don't really pass the ball. You know, we don't keep the ball like other teams say, like Everton's do or Arsenal's. We need to be effective up the front, which we're not being at the moment. But that is when Andy Carroll's back. That is what, what they hope for. So mm. um, I don't think we're a long ball team. Um I think, I think we just play how we need to, and that's to get results. I think it's worked for us in the Premier League. Look, we've not had the best of starts this season, but I do think there's been a lot of bad luck involved in that mm. um, with refereeing decisions. Don't think they've quite gone for us. Um, particularly Mark Noble sending off. I think the first mm. yellow is, uh, you know, it's a difficult one. I don't think many refs would give it. And then the second one, he claims that he's touched the ball. I, t- I don't think he has. <laughs> I'd like to see footage mm. of that on Sam's laptop where he yeah. suggests they did. But, you know, I, I just think um, the way we set up is to get it wide, get it in, and hopefully score goals. But that's mm. what we need to do now. You, me- you mentioned Mark Noble there. Obviously, you were hanging out recently with him playing uh, FIFA 14. Yeah, yeah. Who out of the squad do you like? Who, who have you met and really get on with? Uh, I think I think they're all pretty nice enough guy I think there's mm. good team spirit at West Ham at the moment and mm. um, you know speaking to people at the club they, they tell me that you know it's the best spirit that's been for years there so mm. you know that's really encouraging for me to hear as a, as a supporter um, so most of the guys there you've got you got a bit of experience there I think no Mark he's, he's, you know, he's 26 years old but he's probably he's our longest serving player isn't yeah. he and yeah. um, he's very experienced and then you've got guys like Kevin Nolan and I think there's there's a lot of friendships at the club as well I know that um, six of the players have just gone into a partnership with uh, Tim Diaf who was the England team chef and he's he's down at West Ham he's West Ham's player liaison officer and they've got um, a new bar and restaurant in Chelmsford um, nice. So yes, that's what that's why Carol's <laughs> that's been tweeting about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I keep I seeing mean, him tweeting about being at a bar in in uh, Chelmsford, and that's oh, why right. he's just yeah. just had a lovely lunch at uh, Brian Chelmsford. <laughs> why is he always at this Brian Chelmsford? 
But you know that that's that's a good thing for me. I like to mm. see things like that because it just shows you that the players are together both on and off the pitch. So yeah, I mean it's a positive uh, thing for us. Yeah, um, uh, Graham, the editor uh, of Come. Put that picture up, didn't he? I think Monday morning of all the players celebrating a goal together, and it does look uh, like the team like each other, and that's yeah. lovely, see, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And I think there's been, you know, instances in the past where you know we've we've had fractions in the side, and he, you can see that Kevin Nolan is a really good captain. He really gels. Yeah, he's a team. good influence, isn't he? And you know, I know yeah. there's a lot of people who slag him off and say, you know, he's not pulling his weight sometimes. I disagree. I think he's a wonderful player for us. I really do. I mean, he's been one of our best signings. Mm. I mean, he's he's influential in the dressing room, and he affects things on the pitch too. I just think that at the moment things have not been quite going the way we want them to. Mm. But you know, we we need to support the team. Yeah, and I mean, when you look at when things have gone really badly wrong, you you think about the cap- the captaincy of Upson and stuff uh, and things of that nature. Kevin Nolan will never let that kind of situation arise would he you can tell that so, he would no. start you know he's a real force in that dressing room yeah you can tell mm. alright well let's talk about the Everton game um, West Ham United 2 Everton 3 films like feels like a lifetime <laughs> ago um, Matt what was, your, what was your take on the match oh, it was it, it was so disappointing I mean it was it, it was a real roller coaster of emotions wasn't it mm. going going 1-0 up and going 2-1 up and then and then the red card I mean it was so disappointing it was almost one of those where you look back and think yeah it's typical West Ham <laughs> yeah it was yeah. Um, we seem to have this hoodoo with Everton we can't seem to beat him at the moment mm. um, I mean Bobby Zamora's goal was the last time we, we <laughs> yeah, beat him yeah that's right 2007 um, 2007 yeah. so um, yeah it was a difficult one to take you know Bain scores two incredible free kicks um I think f- first one for Collins going in on Bartley I think that's unnecessary yeah. I don't think he needs to make that challenge mm. especially in that dangerous area I'm sure they would have studied footage and seen Baines can step up and put it anywhere he likes in that net so that was a disappointing one for Collins yeah. to dive in there I'm sure he's learned a lesson he was dropped against Hull and I think that would have yeah. been why um, and then Noble the sendings off like I say the first one a yellow card I, I don't think that's a yellow card you know he's probably by the letter of the law it is but it's a very mm. soft one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I it's mean, my main issue on that, though, just sorry to stop you, is that it's just silly doing that foul there. It, because he was yeah. covered, wasn't he? I know yeah. it's kind of an almost a natural reaction from him, but it just seemed... He, he, and talking about free kicks outside the area, he is a man that the season we went down kept giving away season silly free t- kicks That's just right, outside yeah. the area. And he's got out of that habit, and we've started as a team to do it again. I mean, we did against Hull, mm. and we did against Everton. We just, those little niggly kicks where we trip them up or pull a shirt or something outside the area, it's needless. And we keep, mm. like, so many teams are scoring free kicks this season, yeah. other than us. Mm. Well, yes, um, right. We keep giving them away. It's like yeah. setting it up for mm. them. I think it's so silly. Three of the goals we conceded this season. You know, at home have come through free kicks, haven't they? And mm. three wonderful free kicks. Mm. Pennant, um, again, I don't think that was a free kick. Um, and then the two Baines efforts. Because yep. so, yeah. there was a stat doing around about we had that we hadn't conceded a goal in open open play for a while, which is <laughs> like we conceded shitloads, yeah, shitloads. Penalty. I still think it's isn't it like one goal in like two hundred and seventy minutes of open play? Uh, for one goal because oh, something ridiculous like that. But when you keep when giving away silly free kicks and they're banging them in like that and giving away penalties and stuff, I mean you're right. It's completely unnecessary. Yeah, I mean the second one, Noble. He, he's like I say when I met him uh, last week. He claims that he got the ball. Yeah. I'm not so sure. He did. I, I don't <laughs> think he does, and I don't think he needs to make that challenge. No. no. Um, Collins is covering, and you know. 
you'd hope that it would cut him off somehow. He mm. might give away a free kick. We don't know. Mm. But, you know, we need to stop being naive and giving, giving away those free kicks, like you say. Mm. You know, we've got to, especially that late in the game, we've got to close it off. And that's when we need to play long ball. Yeah. <laughs> Ping it in the corners, by all means. Yeah. You know, I don't mind mm. that. We, we, um, I only just caught up. I was away for the Everton weekend, and I only just caught up on Friday, I think, a match of the day. And, uh, uh, what I got infuriated about this is such claret blue glasses, but like <laughs> Ross Barkley should have been off. I thought for his for his attack on Morrison. Yeah, mm. you know. And yeah. then watching it back, and you you just rewind and you rewatch again. When Noble got the second yellow card, Ross Barkley jumped up and you ran at the ref, like to, that, which probably that helped get the second yellow. Yeah. Because I thought he should have gone for the attack on Morrison because it was essentially a stamp. Mm. It was a late stamp, and it mm. could have. You've seen him given. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. and so it weighs up, and it watch is is what you kind of talk about when you talk about luck, because a lot of those decisions, like that Southampton guy, potentially should have gone off. Yes. You know, and I, I feel there's little bits of luck that have gone against us, and I think that Noble thing and the Barkley thing and Hull at the weekend, they're all things that haven't quite gone, gone for us. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's Everton. Let's talk about the Cardiff game, which came up next. Um, talk about a game of two halves. That was <laughs> insane, right? Uh, Matt, what, what was your thoughts on the, uh, the Cardiff Cup match? It was bonkers, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was a cracking cup tie. It was brilliant. Um, you know, took our seats and 20 seconds in, Ravel Morrison's celebrating. It was wonderful. It was <laughs> yeah. like, what's going on It here? felt weird to celebrate. Yeah. I didn't feel right doing it. It was like, this doesn't feel right somehow. But we should have we should have settled that game in the first half. We oh, should have been so four dead. or five yeah. at least. Yep. <laughs> um, we didn't. Um, typically, we made a meal of it. Mm. And Cardiff's got a, a fantastic goal just uh, before the interval. Great goal from uh, that Craig. That was incredible. Um, oh, yeah. And and then they get back into the game, sloppy defending again. You know, mm. an avoidable goal. Yeah. Fortunately, um, we pushed Vaz Tafer overhead when Maiga come off. Collison did the business, putting a crack in the delivery, and we managed to get out of jail. So onwards and upwards to Burnley. Yeah. That, well, yeah. that's that's right. I mean, uh, and let's have a quick word on Ravel Morrison because. I thought he was absolutely incredible. I've never seen... I can't remember the last time a guy at West Ham bossed a game like that. Which we were talking about the next day, weren't we? We were so mm. excited. That first half performance, I thought, was excellent. And the way they were just knocking it around, mm. you know, and we could have destroyed them. As you, as Matty says, we should have been like five... five we could easily have been five up at half-time. And it, I just couldn't stop thinking next day about how well Ravel played. And the fact that he'll drop short for a ball from the keeper... Yeah. You know, he's all over the place. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's looking to pass, he's looking to run. He's exactly what we haven't really had. Yeah. And then when he went on in the second off in the second half, we kind of went, oh, panicked a little bit and <laughs> yeah, started going, you know, yeah. big balls again. And it's like... We, it was like we were out of ideas once he left the pitch. Yeah. Like, we didn't know what to yeah. do. We've, like, we've, we've missed a creative player yeah. in, in recent seasons, I think. And he's come in and been absolutely brilliant. You know, it's almost that the myth's becoming the man, isn't he? Yeah. We, we wondered whether he'd be able to step up and make the grade. We, we'd heard all of these stories that he was the finest products come out of Carrington since Paul's goals. We'd yeah. heard what a wonderful player he could be. Yeah. But now we're actually seeing it, and it's 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 brilliant to see. It's been the one shining light really this season. Oh, for absolutely, West Ham in, in terms yeah. of performance. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of the players are really supportive of him. Again, when I spoke to Mark yeah. last week, he was telling me that they're all on his back saying you know get here on time yep. you know do what you need to do and he's got a couple of good mentors there in Noble and Nolan mm. so I think he's going to have a really 
really big season at West Ham. Mm. And he's one of those, I think, give it a couple of years, you know, he, he could even be knocking on the door if, if England reached the World Cup. Well, this was, a, this, I think, Hugh South, and we asked him to make some predictions, he was saying he, he could be, if he carries on, if he fulfills his potential, he could be in the World Roy, Cup squad next summer. Roy Hodgson's already, um, he's already mentioned him. Uh, mm. He mentioned him last month, saying, yep, he's, you know, he's, he likes the look of him. Mm. And I think... I'd expect to see him in Gareth Southgate's under-21 squad. I think that's announced uh, probably Sunday or Monday, mm-hmm. or maybe sooner, um, for next week. So yeah, it's, it's a big season for Ravel, and it, you know he really has. He's got he's got the world sort of at his feet, and he can mm. really go far. I hope he goes far for West Ham. Yeah, mm. yeah, and then, uh, I know we mentioned this last time, but we should say well done to you know to Sam for that because he's kind of taking his time with him and kind of brought him through isn't he and mm. so he's been, he's, it feels like he's been handled well until the scandal comes out tomorrow he's sitting, <laughs> he's sitting in stringies pissed at four in the morning uh, it feels like he's been handled well and that's yeah. a good yeah, thing yeah I mean there were obviously issues when he first arrived and I think it was more a case of his sort of his age and his sort of um, you know he was a bit naive when he arrived perhaps and um, he probably thought coming to a championship club from Manchester United he, he thought that perhaps mm. he should be playing straight away it didn't yep. quite work out and I think going to Birmingham was a, a massive season for him because it really matured him and he's come back mm. you know really energised and he's just looking to perform and he wants to be a Premier League player which is yeah. really good to see mm. for us yeah is it looking like a masterstroke isn't it descending to Birmingham because I know mm. he had some trouble there at first as well and but, they kind of they beat it out of him almost and now we're but I'm all for that you know I think mm. if we've got good young players let's get them out on loan yep. for a year you yeah. know it's, it's worked in the past you know, we've seen Rio Vernon, we've seen Lampards, we've seen your your, uh, your Defoes. They've all gone out on loan. They've all prospered on mm. loan, and they've come back and been fantastic players. Yeah. So if we've got those young kids, why are we wasting them in the under twenty one league? Well, let's just get them playing proper mm. football. Yeah, you know, and there, there is an argument. I mean, it's a long way down the line, but having sort of B teams like they do in Spain, I think that's uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen in England, mm. but. We need to get our youngsters at playing good football, mm. and it's like Elliot Lee. You know, a lot of people saying, "Oh, I'd love to see him in the in the first team starting." I think it's too soon for him. He's he's doing really well in the under twenty ones, but he needs a he needs a loan spell, yep. uh, a decent yeah. championship club, and he needs to score goals, and then come back. Yeah. Mm. Do, do you think with Elliot, I think with Elliot Lee sometimes that he's too close to the first team to go out on loan, but but at the know. moment because of you know circumstances. But yeah, but, but he um, needs it. He, he needs does, that yeah. to get I in think, the first you know, team. We should, make that step. If Colton Cole, once he's uh, back in the squad, I think that's a perfect opportunity for him mm. to go out on loan up until Christmas. I'd like to see that happen. Jack Collison today, he's gone out on loan to Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, Has he really? Yeah, yeah. Right. A lot of people are upset about that, saying you know he should be in the squad. But let's look at Jack. He's not really played a lot of games because of mm. his knee injury. You know, and that, and that has to be managed properly. I think going out to Bournemouth will get his confidence going. Yeah. He's a wonderful player. We all know that. He's mm. a fantastic talent. And... Um, I think it's a positive thing that he's going out on loan yeah. and hopefully he'll be back and he'll force his way into the midfield mm. plans because there is room for him there mm. you know he's, he's Jack Collison on his day is, is unplayable mm. yeah. Yeah. and he's a good lad mm. yeah yeah. On top yeah. of that, yeah, a West Ham boy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's move on to talk about the whole game. So, oh, Hull City won West Ham nil. <laughs> Another conceding a set piece, but I was saying just earlier, I thought well, we played really well, and I know the results rubbish on the face of it, but yeah, uh, in terms of performance, I don't know if you'd agree, but I thought we were all over him. Yeah, I just thought he was fast call refereeing. Really, mm. it's, it's never a penalty. Um, and then we should have had a penalty a clear handball I mean Mm. like I say we're not getting those decisions at the moment and uh, 
you know, we, we should be encouraged by by the performance. But the worrying thing for me is is in front of goal. We need to we need to start shooting more. We've we've got to get get the ball in the back of the net because if we're not scoring, we're not going to win games. As much as we're defending well and we're, we're playing well, we're looking like we're passing the ball. Okay, we've got to get it in the back of the net. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I mean, how how big a problem is it? I mean, if Andy Carroll is out for let's hope not much longer. I mean, how much trouble are we in if we can't score goals? I mean, do you think we've got goals? If we can't score goals, we're in massive trouble. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Um, But I just think sometimes we've become a bit too predictable in the way we're set up. We know that we get wide and we get it in. It would be nice to sort of see a bit of a, a change in formation, perhaps not not too radical, but. I'd push Nolan. I'd, I'd, I'd keep him up front. I'd keep mm. him as part of a two up front, and I'd probably bring in Vazte just to support him. So Vazte might win, win a knockdown, and Nolan mm. he loves to get on the end of them like he does with Carroll, and he can stick them away. Mm. We need to we need a bit of support out there. My ego, I actually feel a bit sorry for him. I think he's been hung out to dry a little bit. I yeah. mean, I know he, he's not built to play the role that he's had. He's been not. I mean, we saw last season when he came against Chelsea. He likes to run at players, and he scored a wonderful goal, didn't he? In that three-one yep. win at home, yep. um, so I don't think he's a target man at all, and mm. he's really suffering. He's even got a vote in no conference. Well, we were saying that. this, the sentence earlier, and I, I mean, Sam is a good man manager. I can't believe he said what he said after the game, which was as well, you were saying. Yeah, I mean, I've got the quotes here. He, he's quite the saying, you know, he's, he's struggling because he hasn't scored. That's fair enough. And he says he's paid to score a goal, and when you buy a front man, he's up there to put balls in the net. Unfortunately, he's found that difficult. <laughs> You know, so why is it found that difficult? Yeah. Is, it, is it the supply? And you have to question. Sometimes, perhaps, it is too many long balls. Yep. Maybe we need to deliver them a bit lower. Get him, mm. get him playing at his feet. Uh, I mean, Jarvis and Downing are there, and Vazte to an extent when he plays on the wing, they're there to get the balls in the box. But he just doesn't seem to be able to win a header. But I, yeah, but I, his, I thought he was excellent. Well, the best game I've seen him play, like, uh, home against Cardiff in the cup in the first half. And the reason why I thought it was so good is because Morrison was giving him balls to his feet yes. and he was mm. moving into space and he was playing the way I'd imagine he's meant to be playing. Mm. You know, and then he then as soon as Morrison's off and we're going long and we're going high or we're going hard, he's not that man and he's not mm. going to be that man. No, he, I think I feel like a little bit like he has been hung out to dry. Yeah. And I was desperate for him to score against Cardiff because I think if, he's conf- if he scores, his confidence is going to go up. But at the minute, he's just up there on his own. Mm. Your headphones going a bit funny. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think he's going to bang in a hat trick right. on Sunday, isn't he? Yeah, that's uh, the positive. <laughs> I think. Well, that would be nice, but I'm struggling to see it happening. Get your money on it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Carton Cole coming back, Matt. I mean, what is what are your thoughts on that? I mean, is he is he a natural replacement for Maika? As yes, crazy I, as that I, sounds, I'd probably say he was. I mean, Cole coming back is a very popular player at the club. The players love him. Yeah, everyone and, says and, that, yeah. and he's really. From what I'm told, he's really enjoying being back at you know in the day-to-day swing of things at a football club. He's yep. missed it. Mm. He's, he's not been involved all summer. I'm surprised he didn't have other offers. Um, but being back at West Ham is no bad thing, really. I mean, mm. if, if he's the only option out there on a free, then mm. we should take advantage of yep. that. He knows the club. He, he knows the system. Mm. So, yeah, I look at it and think... He can come in and do a job for us, and I hope he can. I think he'll be fired up for it this time, Colton. Yeah. I think he's seen the positive reaction from most supporters. Do you feel like he's got something to prove now? I right. think so, yeah. I think mm. he's kind of thought, well, actually, you know, he was offered a new deal. That's a fact. Like, um, ages, like January, wasn't it? Like, yeah, before. and he didn't sign it for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, he's come back, and I think, yeah, 
he can really push on there and he can get some goals and then maybe he might stick around for next season he might get a move elsewhere mm. what about um, just a quick word on Petric so he played against Cardiff uh, I like the look of him I mean I thought yeah. for the Everton game I thought he was excellent when he came on yep. um, for a guy who's not played pre-season brought the ball down really well mm. um, kept the ball in play actually to win the penalty for Nolan yep. his mm. feet were superb to get around in the box and win the penalty so yeah Petric looks good but I'm not sure he's a, he's a natural striker um, like a target man in that position yeah. again he's a player who's got to play off somebody else hmm. yeah James Petric yeah I mean it's it's difficult because I've only seen little bits but he played well as I say he, he, he got us to uh, Everton didn't he, he got run back and Cardiff uh, he was a bit yes. it was a bit but, Bambi on ice wasn't it yeah I mean he, I think he tweeted afterwards he said something like good result but I didn't think I would have played very well which yeah, yeah, correct. You, you can't expect him to no, put in 10 no, out of 10. No, no. Nobody's going to do that unless it's a World Cup final. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's a hunger, isn't it? He shows a hunger that perhaps at times Maiga doesn't. Yeah. And that's, Maiga I gets think, frustrated more. Yeah. Petrus comes on and runs his, yeah. you know, runs around, maybe in circles, th- but he runs around. For and it. I think for West Ham fans, that is a big thing. A striker who who isn't getting the service but runs service but runs around. When you think about like players like Tevez who just who would chase the ball down, West Ham f- play, fans notice yeah. that and they cheer that. And we, I'm I think about someone like one chop who was lazy yeah <laughs> canute was the same but you know they're seen as luxury players and when things aren't going well like they haven't been recently like yeah. a player like maigo who's not running about is going to get so much stick that's it we like to see a player roll up his sleeves and put yeah. everything mm. for the calls you know yeah. and at times cotton coal will do that at times you won't yeah um, and that's partly why people get frustrated with him because they think yeah he's got everything in his locker and he can mm. do it. and um i do think cole coming back is going to be quite a good signing for us and Petric hopefully will play often yeah well I mean let's let's move on now and talk about Big Sam Um, there's been on Nizam Mother Brown there's been a couple of articles recently kind of criticising some of the decisions he's made and I mean you look at Twitter after a game I'm thinking in particular um, comedian it's like the world's ended after I mean speaking of the world's end uh, Nick Frost tweeted like (laughs) Um, Good. Big Sam, nice link there. That was a lovely link. <laughs> that was a lovely link. Let's Thank have you. a moment. Was it in plan? Let's let just put a moment. That was like me pinging it. a pass. <laughs> I caught it in my chest and pinged it back. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nick Frost tweeted that um, you know Big Sam doesn't have a plan B. That we're really too rigid in this system. So I mean, Big Sam's been getting a lot of stick. There's a few the core, the core criticisms I see in that he didn't sign a striker. He keeps playing Maiga and that this flexible that our system is not flexible enough. And then you get the more extreme end um, who just say he's long ball and he's, he's rubbish. Um, Matt, is Big Sam getting it wrong? Um, I, I don't think so. I, I think I think he's got his system and you know you can't change that as a manager. You have mm-hmm. to set your club up and it's like Barcelona. They might it's they might like lose Barcelona. a game and they they play tiki taka mm. and you know they're not going to change it if they lose a game. You have to keep pressing on with that. Yeah. We will get results this season. I'm mm. confident of that. Yeah. Um, but the Big Sam does need a plan B at times. He needs mm. to, like I say, perhaps change the the attacking formation slightly. You know, bring in Nolan further ahead. Mm. Bring somebody off of him. We, I think West Ham fans like to see a four-four-two. <laughs> yeah, you know we've always we've always loved striker combinations. Going back from you know Cotty, Cotty and Dowie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not so much Dowie, but <laughs> but uh, you know I think maybe that's my only criticism. Mm. But other than that, mm. I, I think it's ridiculous to have a go at, at Sam. I think he's a really good manager, mm. and like I say, the club has changed since he's been there. Yeah, uh, for the for the better. But, but James, do you think um, do you think he's feeling the pressure? 
I don't know. I don't know if he... He's so soon into the season. Mm. I know everyone is expecting to have a really good start and have lots of points on the board. And he'll be disappointed. We're all disappointed. The mm. players will be disappointed. But it's such, it's, it's such a game of, you know, small percentages. You know, Everton, we're 2-1 up with, what, 15 minutes to go. Could be a lot Three different. points, they're different. Hull, oh, we really should have got a draw, really. And we played pretty well. From, yeah. from, so, from how Sam operates, he, he breaks the season down into targets, yeah. eight game phases. Yeah. And I think... At the moment, we're falling behind that, but there's still time to sort of bring it back up. We've got an easy month ahead. We've got Tottenham away, and City at <laughs> home, just, and Swansea away. So you know, there's, there's points on the board. <laughs> it's going to be. I just think it's going to be. It's going to be a little bit of a tough season, but fine. Yeah. I, you know, it's we've we've discussed it before, and he should have got a striker. That's facts. Well, we all mean, know that. Carlton Cole now. I mean, if we, if Carlton Cole had been fit the entire season, we might be sat here. Lukaku some... was the man. You know, we wanted him. We, yeah. we asked a question all throughout the summer, and Chelsea said no. Um, and then, I think, I think we was all set up for Andy to be back in September, mm. and then he suffers a breakdown in training. I think that would have been mm. a lot different. You know, if, if Andy was back against Southampton, yeah. You know, we could have been looking at some different results, some different yeah. scorelines. So yeah. Collins yeah. missing that one right at the end. Oh, what you know, you think it is a. We know that we should have had another striker, but like the watching the highlights of the whole match, what the army completely missing the ball from about eight yards out. Yeah. How can you account for that? Well, let's see. You yeah, just can't account for that. We, we kind of have so to move on from Carroll a little bit. Like yeah. you say, other players on the pitch need to, you know, step up and you know. Take take control because Collins had a wonderful opportunity. I don't yeah. care who that falls to. You've got to put that in the mm, back of the net. Yeah. And it's like I say, the arm the other day. So, you know, it's not all about the strikers. Mm. The midfield's got to chip in. Yeah. The defenders have got to chip in with headers and things like that. So, mm. you know, it's it's a it's a big test for the team now. But absolutely, yeah. you know, Tompkins was so, it was so close, wasn't it? Inches when it went his header on. Uh, I mean, and, so. and, and and it, you throw into these the equation like dodgy refereeing decisions and stuff. I mean, like he that. was had a lot of bad luck. Who was? He was a point. Why don't refs have to speak to the cameras after a match? I'll never understand that. If Kevin Friend came out and just said, "Look, I, uh, I messed up there. I didn't, I didn't see it, and I didn't see that. I didn't see that, and I thought, you know, I've looked at it since. It's probably a soft penalty, but he did go down. There was contact. You'd kind of understand it a bit more. But they just, it's like. And they probably aren't. They're probably all right. But it's like there's an arrogance with referees. You think, yeah. well, I've done it. Uh, who's in charge? Is, it, is, it, is Keith Hackett still the head of the referees association? Uh, Mike Riley. Oh, is it? Is oh, the, okay. Uh, yeah. oh, all right. Oh, I was going to have a go at Hackett. Well, let's have a go at him anyway. <laughs> let's get Gally on the phone. There we go. He loves it. Yeah, but they're a, such a strange breed, isn't it? I mean, not only, not only, I mean, who'd be a ref? Anyway, it was these the kids coming. It was the ref in school, but they're, 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 they're power mad, aren't they? <laughs> but they're power refs. mad, aren't they? They're, yeah. Fundamentally, there's something wrong with them. If you are listening, you want to be a ref. That's fine too. See, my brother, my brother's a synthetic <laughs> ref. Just so. don't give any penalties against West Ham, <laughs> yeah. especially when they're not penalties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've got the opposite of like the old Trafford effect, where we like seem to get penalties against us. Okay, well, I mean that's that's big that's big Sam and whether he's getting it wrong, but who better to ask uh, than uh, someone really close to the club, an excellent journalist, a big West Ham fan, uh, thousands of Twitter followers. He's got clarinahugh.wordpress.com as well. Welcome to the show, friend of the show, Hugh Southen. Hi, buddy. How are you doing? That was quite a good what introduction. introduction. That's about ten minutes. Introduction. <laughs> I had lived all of that. Can you believe it? <laughs> Um, so Hugh I mean we were talking just then about Big Sam and whether he's getting it wrong I mean so he keeps playing my eager um, we didn't sign that striker it doesn't seem like our system is particularly flexible what's your take do you think he's getting it wrong or are we being too harsh 
Well, it's, it's a real difficult one. I mean, I don't want to be harsh on Sam. I mean, all I want to say at the outset is that I grew up under Ron, and Ron Greenwood and John Lyle. So, you know, I, I, I perhaps prefer a different style. But hey, come on, the guy's done a great job. As things stand at the moment, the one question I've got to ask is, we've got a 15, 16 million pound striker injured. He's a great big guy. The whole approach to our game has been built around him. We haven't got him available. And so we take a third striker who couldn't get a game last year, who's, light, who's lightweight, to put it politely, and asking him to do the same job as the guy that we spent £60 million pounds for. Mm. Um, it really doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? You know, um, he can't do that job. So, <sighs> I was talking to Tony Cotty this afternoon, because quite frankly, like everybody else, I've got a real dilemma, and Tony just holds the same view, uh, holds the view that he's held fairly consistently. He says, Carlton Cole is what we're looking at at the moment, and they must get him fit like yesterday. He said, and what I would do, he said, and I know he's not everybody's favourite player, he said, but he does, lead a lot, he does lead the line, he can play the kind of system that Sam wants reasonably effectively. He said, nice to stick Elliot Lee in alongside him. Mm. I think that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Why is Carlton Cole still not fit? How long, how long does... How, well, as Carlton said, as Tony said, he said, he's not fit, he's not up to speed. He said, but you wouldn't expect him to be, would you? He said, you know, he, he, he's, he's been finding it difficult to find, find somewhere to train. I, I mean, I was speaking to DG, <laughs> I think it was last Thursday, and I said, where are Carlton's fitness levels? And he said, well, he said, I think they're probably better than 80%. I don't want to be unfair to Modibo, but um, I think an 85% Carlton would probably be more effective than 100% Modibo on what we've seen, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, certainly playing that role. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what we couldn't understand, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, if he's, like, if he's only 60% fit, surely he can come on in the last 20 minutes and make a difference. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. But I mean, on this whole striker thing, is this Chris or Jay? I've lost track. Either. Is this it doesn't matter. We're interchangeable. Chris, is slightly, Chris no. sounds a bit camper. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> What, what I, you know, I spend my life trying to talk to other people who, who have played for the club and have got a feel for the club and know what's going on around the club. And one of the most fascinating comments that was made to me the other day was from a real power bloke I've known at Torquay when I lived down here, Leroy Rossini. Leroy. He was manager, he was Leroy. manager down here and, and we know what Leroy was. He played very much, or he played the same sort of game as... Um, as Andy, and he said it's all based on jumping cue. He said, and your knees and your legs are going to go. He said, that is something that mm. every striker of that type's got to live with. He said, but what I can't understand, and this isn't me saying it's Leroy, I do agree with him. He said, what I cannot understand, he said, is why the last five million went on Stuart Downing. He said he was a good player, but he's not what we needed at that moment. He said, with Sam saying, well, better spend the five million and get a decent player in than finish up with five thousand in the kitty. He said that five million would have got us a damn good loan signing as mm. a striker. Yeah, I would yeah. have thought that for five million pounds we could have gone and got the car crew, couldn't we? Well, yeah, it's a good point. I don't think the finance was an issue in Lukaku um, I just think we were a bit too late to the party in the end mm. like I say I think the club were interested in him all summer long 
Um, they wanted him as soon as they signed Andy Carroll. He was a top target. Chelsea said no. They didn't, you know, didn't right, want to send him out on loan mm. because they thought that he'd have an opportunity under Jose. And I think the Super League, uh, Super Cup game was a turning point. He missed a penalty, and I think that was the moment where Chelsea thought, right, let's get him out on loan really? for a year. And mm. and I think it wasn't until we lost at home to Stoke on deadline day if you like it was the 31st of August mm. that we actually woke up and thought Christ we need another striker here mm. and I think it was a bit too late to, to negotiations and I think on deadline day itself Denver Bar was the priority for some reason he didn't mm. want to come mm. and then Lukaku's already in talks with Everton so a bit too, uh, too late uh, Matt, Matt can I come in there I, I, I said Lukaku I mean it was the first time I said we could have got him I think we could have got a decent striker yeah. on loan, whoever that might be, with that sort of money available, is the point I was making. Mm. But instead, I mean, we, we would know, all of us, that Sam was looking at Salomon Kalou yep. at one point. Uh, I think he was the last one he looked at before he dove up and went for Downing. He looked at Lukaku, as you say. Um, there was some talk about Denver Bar later. There were other strikers. There was a bloke that Jack Sullivan tweeted. I can't remember his name. The one who there was a problem over. Yeah. And then Sam went to the London Evening Standard and he said they're all on my list. I had Remy on my list. I had um, Lukaku, whoever they were. He, he went through them all. Now, the, the point I'm making is that if you've got five million pounds available and you've been focused all summer long on getting a striker, when you've let your second striker go and you're aware that your first striker is injured, and you instead go for a right winger, mm. what message is that sending? I, I had a phone call on the morning that it was done, I'm not going to say who from, and, and they said, um, we, we, we've been saying all season that we want to strike, yeah? Uh, we're going for Stuart Downey. I, I, I just can't get my head around it, to be honest with you, Matt. I don't know where you are with that one. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, I would have liked to have seen a sign a striker. Um, but I'm also, I'm, I was quite pleased when Dan signed. Um, yeah, I was. Mm. I, I, I think it's, it's a, such a tough one because my, my thinking behind it is all set up for Andy Carroll and obviously he's not involved, is he? So, yeah. you know, it just completely flips it, doesn't it? Um, so, and that's what we're looking at at the moment. That's what we're dealing with. And so. what we've got now, Matt, it seems to me, is an entirely unbalanced squad. We've got Bastay out right, we've got. We're all playing right. We've had yeah. the army asked to play right. We've got Joe Cole right. We've got Stuart Downing right. We've got loads of right-sided players. We ain't got a striker. Yeah. See, mm. I'd be inclined to play Vazta out front. I really would. Mm. I'd, I'd play him off of Nolan and then mm. play, you know, either Joey on the on the right when he's fit or Jarvis, obviously. He's got to be a starter. We're not really improving things from last year by doing that, are we? No. What we're doing is playing players who perhaps didn't perform last year. I think there's a general feeling that, um, you know, Vaz didn't really do it last year. Now we're saying, oh, come on, I'm being an emergency stock. I'm not knocking what you're saying. I'm just saying, no, no, have, no. We impro- have we improved in the second season? My view, got to say, no. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so, I mean, I know on clarenthugh.com you, you had a... Uh, you had a, a poll recently saying whether the owners have done a good job. Um, yeah. how, I mean, I mean, the response from that was that they have done a good job. But how much of the blame do they have to take for some of the transfers uh, dealings that we've done this summer? I wish the I knew, really. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stand here and defend them. I mean, I'm told mm. all the time on the site that I'm an owner's man and I'm a tosser and I'm delusional. And I'll, I'll get all that. So you're, tro- you're quoting your trolls there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I'm deluded, really, so I don't really know why I'm asked on any radio podcast. But never mind, no, I'm not, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> no, no, I don't know, really. I mean, uh, the way it's always been explained to me is that, as at every club, Sam gives his list. Sam decides who he'd like. He gives his list to Karen. Karen gives it to um, the, 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 the people above. And we do know that David Sullivan loves the deal, doesn't he? You know, he loves to get involved. And they go off and they get the best deal they can. Now, I knew way back in the summer, at least I think I knew from what I was told, if I wasn't given the, the full trigger, that their transfer kit, he was 20 million. We spent 15 of it on Andy Carroll, mm. which left us 5 million. Um... And we were looking at strikers. Now, I don't know whether it was Karen's fault that deals broke down, whether we didn't get the price that we wanted on certain players. I think it's a shared responsibility, isn't it? Mm. Got to be. Yeah, across the board. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't knock the Davids, I can't knock Sam, because in all honesty, I don't know, and if I'm totally honest, I don't really know what point there is in trying to pin blame we've got to get on with what I know this is a cliche almost Absolutely. but we've got to get on with it yeah. Yeah. but if we are going to talk about it Sam was totally and completely and utterly focused on um, on Andy Carroll said so in the Reading press conference and after the Reading press conference we're now going to get Andy Carroll da 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 and every other striker in the country then got the message well we ain't going to go to West Ham if they mm. want us because we're never going to get a game yeah. but, then it, but then it changed and we were told, oh, he wanted a right-sided striker to play with Andy Carroll. Mm. And, then we, <laughs> and then we came to this situation. Mm. Well, we can't get one so well, we'll have Stuart Downing. No, I'm not knocking Stuart. I think he's a good player at his best, I really do. But it just didn't, the, the logic just didn't seem to add up to me at all. Still yeah. doesn't, if I'm honest. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think it's my, my take on it is, is as you say, Hugh, we've kind of kind of got on, get, got to get on with it now. And d- yeah, we are. Sam, Sam should be judged really. I think that once Downing's back and uh, Joe Cole's back, and they're meant to be in training now, mm. then if results don't pick up over the next two months, that's his squad, isn't it? Minus yeah. Andy Cole, so he's kind of got no excuses off him. Mm. So we're interested no, to see kind of in the next six to two months, uh, six weeks to two months kind of what his take on it is if, if a downward spiral continues but I don't think it will yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> I'm yeah. huge I'm always optimistic but I'm confident because I think we've got a good enough team and we just as Matt said earlier people need to start taking responsibility and the goals will come hmm. it's just a tough period and yeah. we haven't had well, luck well I'm confident we should get Andy back I mean we, we, we sometimes talk well I suppose we we have to in some respect we sometimes talk as though we're not going to get Andy back I mean my, my, privately I'm being told he's about a month away I don't know yeah, what yeah, he's still a month away well. he's, he's, I mean TC TC this afternoon just threw it away as we talked I mean there's been a lot made of this platafacia thing which um, mm. I think we all know now is suffered by American athletes and started baseball players that, no sorry uh, basketball players etc uh, etc et it can recur and it can do this and it can do that but TC said well he said, I don't know why anybody didn't work out, but, you know, it's quite possible with anybody who's had a long-term injury, whatever it might be, they'll come back and they'll break down. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not just this particular injury, apparently. It's so those rumours about Andy Carroll being fit for maybe the 10th of October, they're way off the mark. It's a month as far as you're hearing. Well, yes. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah, from what I understand, he's in his second week. I was in Carlton in Belgium, <laughs> so he's he's gonna need he's gonna need a couple of close behind closed mm. door games as well. I mean, you can't mm. rush him back. Mm. And even when he comes back, I mean, you know, we saw Luis Suarez against Manchester United. I mean, he was off the pace, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, he'd been out for a long while. Bless him. And um, just say bless yeah, him. The same. Pardon? <laughs> Do you just say bless him or bite him? Yeah, bless um, him. He right. was <laughs> off a pace for one match, and then he scored. I'm sorry yeah. about this, lads, but I'm afraid he's a player that still gets me up my arms, yeah, even at my last yeah. years. Go on, swear. I love yeah, to watch nice. the boy play, yeah, but I mean, contrast yeah. his work rate to my eager. <laughs> just... I understand he's claret, really. He's got claret and blood absolutely in his veins. He's got it in his mouth. <laughs> and There's a picture of Moro on his wall at school, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, uh, cheers, Hugh. Thanks for joining us. And uh, just get a quick word on the clarenthugh.com. How you get uh, clarenthugh.wordpress.com. How you get on with that? Yeah, it's going really well, thanks. Um, I, I just, you know, it, it all comes out of this Twitter thing, which is a kind of idiot's playground, really, isn't it? You know, I... Do you, you enjoy you it? Try to make like some the, reasonable like points on the thing, and uh, you don't really get it across. So I thought, oh well, let's start a blog, and mm. um, you know, look at things in more depth. And the forum's good, you know, and it's good. It's going really well. I'm very pleased with it. Do you enjoy the enjoy the back and forth sort of, um, you know, sort of arguments sometimes with with your Twitter followers? Sorry. Do you yep. enjoy the back and forth sort of, you know, uh, sometimes arguments? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't mind it. I, I find that the block button is pure heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you nearly worn yours out, Hugh. Yes, I have. I, 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 I suddenly discovered on my Android, it suddenly threw up, blocked visitor, blocked people to me. Wow. And I actually sat there and counted them. And in two years, I only blocked 529 people. Wow. It's more followers than I'll ever have. <laughs> well, it's just madness, you know. I mean, I never thought I was as come. I never thought I was a confrontational bloke, but obviously I am. Right. But there we are. There we are. Yeah. We kick on. We kick on, lads. Thanks. All right. Cheers, Hugh. Cheers, Hugh. We're Thanks for joining good. us. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Have a good time. Bye, mate. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers mate. Bye. Bye. Yes. <laughs> okay. That was Claret and, uh, Claret and Hugh. That was Hugh Southland yeah. from Claret and Hugh. You've mentioned. That's have I done it enough? Yeah. One more, no? Graham will kick the <laughs> shit out of you if yeah. you keep mentioning his fucking website. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, you. So, um, so last thing, let's let's focus now. I mean, oh, this has been quite a depressing episode in a way, hasn't it? Like, it just feels like I we think we've been, there's been little bits of uh, optimism. Is there? We beat Cardiff. We're yeah. still in the cup. Yeah, so okay, Burnley in. away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt's been really depressing. Well, I know, I know, Matt. You're a bit worried about the Spurs game. I mean, I just, I think Tottenham are, are playing good football at the moment. Not, I don't think they've really hit top gear mm. yet, but they're getting results, um, especially at home. They're strong. Mm. Um, it's going to be a difficult one on Sunday. And I, my main concern is obviously the result, but I hope that we don't embarrass ourselves like we did last season. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a, it was a disgrace, and there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on on the fans this Sunday. Um, really? So they'll need because to be of the, because of last year. Because of last year, and obviously with with the FA warnings to Tottenham fans, you know about the, the mm. use of the Y word and yeah. things like that. So you know we need to give a good account of ourselves because we're we're not a bad bunch, really. Okay, so prediction of the score. We're going to win one nil. That is madness. <laughs> And oh, this is a time for heroes. But this is a time for heroes. And Madiba Maiga is going to score a hat trick. <laughs> we're one 0 and a yeah. Madiba two to Maiga. No, 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 no. I, I think we're going to win. I, I really? Tottenham going so good to win. 
this is my thoughts on it. Tottenham are playing in Russia on Thursday. They've got oh, a big squad. True. They'll leave a lot of pe- they'll leave a few big names mm. behind. But you know, it's still quite exhausting, you mm. know, for the club and in terms of their preparations for a Sunday game. So mm. I'm hoping that will have an effect. Um and I hope that the recent results will fire West Ham up for it. You know, it's a big game, it's a London derby. The players have really got to want this one. Mm. You know, we've got to look at the table. It's not looking too rosy at the moment. We're what are we? I know we're two points behind Manchester United, mm. but yeah, we're fourth bottom. You know, fourth bottom fourth in the bottom, table, and we need to reverse that. So Sunday's a really good opportunity, and I think if we win on Sunday, we can all go to work with our heads high, and um, we can start looking towards hopefully a top ten finish this season. Mm. James, Spurs away, you're going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't forget your snooker ball in a sock. No, no silly um, chanting. No, no silly chanting. <laughs> I'll be really good. No, so that includes chanting from my eager. <laughs> yeah, that falls in the same bracket. Um, I think that we will. Oh God, I've been wrong every. I hate this prediction bit. Yeah. I've been wrong every time because I've gone the wrong way. Uh, so I'm going to go three-one to Spurs. <sighs> so uh, if he's gone the wrong way, then yeah, that's, good. that's why it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's reverse psychology. <laughs> the foul score. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I hate to say it, but I, I uh, no, actually, no. I'm now I'm thinking about it because Big Sam's got a really good record of coming back from defeats. He doesn't let back-to-back defeats happen very often, and uh, I think he would have put a rocket up their backsides. And I think we can see us scraping a one-all draw. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be lovely. That'd be lovely. Take a point right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Park the bus. Well, you Matt did predict Stoke three would win three 0 Yeah, I did. And I since then, since then, I've never been that optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> um, excellent Matt thank you so much for joining us it's been us. a pleasure to come on thanks for having me yeah and you can follow Matt on Twitter at Matty Lawless yeah and you can read my thoughts in the programme I, I yeah. write for the official West Ham programme as well but yeah keep up to date with the latest news on dailymail.co.uk another yeah. website we can uh, plug yeah Matt Boom. actually uh, <laughs> I was reading Matt's um, pre-season prediction in the programme actually it was uh, you said players looking forward to Morrison and Diara Fifty percent. Yeah, we get, it's, it's good to get one right, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think it's this. Uh, I'm gutted with Diara because he would have been perfect for us this season. Really? I think Nobles, he's been the one who's paid the price for it because he's had to play that reduced that role thing, in midfield. Yeah. And really, we, we ought to have Noble getting forward a bit more and shooting on goal. Mm. I was watching some clips, even though that year where we struggled, um, we nearly went down the Great Escape with Tevez and all that. Noble scored some cracking goals that yeah. year, mm. and he was getting forward shooting. He, he seems to be doing the Scotty Parker there and spinning yeah. on the ball and he has to he's playing a reduced role in midfield he's mm. sort of getting the ball from the back and he's got to play it out and he's got to break up the play mm. Diara would have been perfect for that yeah. but obviously he's big out loss. for the season big loss so. yeah so good anyway. riddance yeah. uh, thanks for having <laughs> uh, James thanks for turning up yeah thanks for turning uh, up it's the best I get yeah and from me Chris thanks for listening <laughs> so you hurtful. can follow James and long as one you can follow myself CJ Skull Skull with a C Graham Howlett is on Twitter at K-U-M-B-D-O-T-C-O-M also go on the forum and join in with all the great characters in there subscribe, subscribe on iTunes as well even if you listen to it on the KUMB website like so many of you do we know we see the stats it's also nice to subscribe and maybe just leave some feedback on iTunes if you if you listen to this and you like it would it take 10 seconds then you can do that for us am I sounding too desperate yes a little bit cool we just want to go above the arsenal <laughs> Yeah, we want to just beat Alan Davies. Like that's the sole. That's all we want to do. That's he the one ambition. He attacked a tramp once. Yeah, he bit a We've tramp. We never bait a tramp. Not you? tonight. Not, Not tonight. tonight. Still time. There's still time. <laughs> and if you, if I do buy a tramp, you can read about it on the Mail Online. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive. <on that> <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for listening. Come on, you eyes. Come on, you eyes.